0: Hi, I'm your host Juliette Root, welcome to the WooCast. I've been in the health and wellness industry for the last 15 years as a personal trainer, board-certified nutritionist, and integrative healing coach. My passion is to motivate and support people in having a healthy and thriving, joyful life. This podcast will educate, inspire, and empower you as we dive deep into everything from spirituality to mysticism, alternative medicine, and human optimization. Most importantly, my hope is that this show feels like a nice, warm hug of connection and support from others who are also interested in living a life that isn't just about surviving and getting by, but a life that is truly thriving. Please enjoy this episode and I would be so grateful if you could support the podcast by subscribing, rating, and reviewing. If you use Apple Podcasts, this is the best place to do this so the show can rank and be seen and the more people that can have access to this show, the healthier the world becomes. It is truly a ripple effect. So please Please spread the love and enjoy. Welcome to the WooCast. I'm your host, Juliette Root, and today I have Jess Bubico, the founder of Love Your Woo, a global community where the woo is no longer taboo and your weird is your greatest wisdom. Her mission is to empower conscious leaders and entrepreneurs to tap into their intuition so they can step out of the competitive business in a box framework and create a life that honors their unique gifts. Really excited for this show, everybody, because as you know, this being the Woo cast, and my old tagline was everything weird and woo woo. So meeting no <laughs> Jess way. and having her <laughs> with Love Your Woo, this is a really interesting synchronicity. I was telling Jess before this, but somebody here in Colorado that I knew uh, from back in Philly for so many years, she told me about this woman who had love your woo. And she's like, I just feel like you guys are kindred spirits. You would really, really align. And then I just kind of forgot about it. I believe I just started following you on Instagram, but then never thought about it again. And then here we are now as you were recommended to me to come onto the show. And I'm like, all right, that's the second time that Jess is being put in my field of vision so there must be a reason why we're supposed to come together and meet each other. So this is really cool today to have you on the show. Welcome. I
1: am super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. And I, I really like that you're using woo because it is a little taboo in a sense, right? So um, can you share with me a little bit about this journey for you. I know this, asking this question, you could probably talk to me for hours, but what prompted you to go into this space of aligning woo and business and entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah. So, um, number one, I love the synchronicities also because I love when that type of stuff happens because it just shows you like you're on the right path, you're headed where you need to go. So I love when these little synchronicities come in and, You know, it's funny because I get asked this question all the time on podcasts. And yet I think every single time I develop a new understanding of myself through the question and a new layer of my own story sort of comes to the forefront. So for me personally, you know, I started out in a science-based field as a speech therapist. And I was very sciency, but at the same time had these very interesting experiences as a kid with people who had crossed over coming through and just having these experiences of like being at the grocery store and being able to guess what the bill was at, you know, the age of seven. And like, how would you know that at seven, I didn't really understand what groceries cost, So these like little intuitive moments that I just always stayed open, you know, and, and um, for me personally, what ended up happening along my journey was because I was in such a science-based field. And then I was also having these sort of like extra perception experience, extrasensory experiences. I had a lot of judgment of myself and doing what I was doing. Like, I remember starting to tell people I was, it was, I mean, 2012 was the year I feel like everybody massively woke up. And so I, you know, started telling friends in 2013, 2014, I'm like, you know, I've had these kinds of experiences and I'm starting to study all of this intuitive stuff. And I remember certain people having strong reactions to it like that's a little weird or like don't tell people that on a date or you know whatever it was where it was like their own fears were coming up but they they I think exacerbated my fears of the woo and what all are of they the spiritual of? stuff like
0: like the sixth sense like I see dead people kind of thing yeah
1: and I think some of it too was you know I grew up roman catholic and so some of it's like okay so if you leave the door open to the woo woo stuff are you letting negative spirits in or just not being familiar with it And you have to think most people's minds are going to you know scary movies and such where it's like oh you know okay so is it like the ring or i think it was just a lot of fear based out of what they saw in the media sure And also, then you get like Miss Cleo's, like the only psychic that we knew as kids. Here's a question. So,
0: yeah, legit or not? I can't give you an answer because I don't know. Miss Cleo, yeah.
1: (laughs) I never thought about it. I want I want it to be legit. Yeah, I really do want it to be legit. I'm uncertain if it
0: is. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I know there was a lot of those kinds of what you would just see those psychics on talk shows when we were kids yeah and like uh, mediums, a lot of mediums would come on like John Edwards yeah. would be on like this what was it Sally Raphael show and oh, yeah, I always wanted to really believe that they were really connecting with people, and I mean, even now, I'll still watch like Long Island medium with yeah. you know Teresa Caputo or like um, what's the one uh Tyler Tyler Henry, yes, he just had a Netflix thing, and I just to me i i, I and I'm intuitive. So my intuition tells me that like, especially Tyler Henry, especially is an intuitive. Like he is really picking up on things
1: that I don't know how else he would have that information. (laughs) My biggest thing is like, again, because I, at a young age, so like, for example, um, my grandma died when I was like 15 or 16. And she was hit by a drunk driver when she was walking across the street. So there was like, and it was an intense trauma in my family. And I always was like, okay, well, if I could guess the bill at the grocery store and like these things are going on, maybe I can talk to and connect with my grandma. So I would lay in my bed at night and talk to her in my head and I could feel her one night. My my mom is has always been into psychics is very psychic. She doesn't really go anymore. But and she's like, I want to dream about grandma. I haven't had dreams about her, blah, blah. So I said, go visit mom in her dreams as I'm laying in bed this one night and can feel her like scratching my back and like rubbing my back. And I'm, I've got, now I've got, meanwhile, the covers up over my head, like scared shitless. Like, is this real? Is this not Mm. real? But I feel someone sitting here and I feel my back being rubbed. And so, um, I said, go visit mom in her dreams. And the next morning my mom woke up and said, Jess, I had a crazy dream looking through a keyhole into your bedroom. And I saw grandma sitting on your bed.
0: Oh, you just gave me full body chills. Yeah. Wow. So to me, like,
1: I'm sure people can fake it. Like, I know there's people out there who are faking it. Yes. And to me, it's just a normal part of everyday life. Like we are all intuitive. We are all tuning in all of the time. And most people don't realize how intuitive they are because it's their normal experience and no one's talking about it. At least now I think more people are. So they're not even perceiving that they're actually tuning into the field. Well, even your thoughts, right? It's like the
0: an origin of a thought, right? Yes, we have a lot of recurring thoughts, the same thoughts that are on repeat, and these neural grooves in our brain that keep, you know, going over and over again, every, like thinking the same thing and being in that routine. But then we also do have original thoughts that just come through, and you have mm-hmm. to wonder the origin of that, and that that is you connecting with something, but we are taught that that is, that's just our brain giving us a signal, just relaying information, but okay, where does all information come from? And science would actually point to that it comes from the field. And so it's wonderful now that we have more language for this and that we are moving beyond it, just it being just spiritual and woo woo that it actually is based in quantum physics and science and quantum mechanics. Right. Um, but it's going to take a while, I think for everybody to catch up to that new language and understanding of science meeting spirituality. Um, but it's interesting you say, you know, connecting in, in like a dream with a loved one, because we're in a different state of awareness and consciousness when we're in that like dreamlike state where we are, kind of unblocked. We're all, we're really accessing our subconscious. And so we're unblocked from being in the conscious, our day-to-day routine. Right. And one of my best girlfriends, I just talked to her yesterday and she's been really sick this whole last week and she had really high fever. And she, you know, when you have a high fever like that, you can sometimes become delirious and see things. And her father passed away a couple of years ago. And she said, Juliet, he was sitting in the room with me, like in the chair. And he said, you're going to be okay. Cause she was so sick that night. And he was like, I'm going to stay here and hang out with you the whole night. And he just sat there and like watched her the entire night. And she that has never had that. She said it was so real. And you could say you could blame it on the fever, right? But what I believe happened to her is that she was able to the 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 veil was thin because she was in an altered state right similar to when people are taking uh psychedelics you can be you're it, you're changing your state so you have access to the invisible that you normally wouldn't be able to see so i just thought that was just so beautiful for her to have that experience and i was like you know totally. did it make you feel safer she's like yeah i just felt like you know, I'm going to be okay. Like my dad's here. He's watching me. He's making sure that like, I'm not going to die tonight. Like I'm going to be fine. So yeah, it's just amazing.
1: It, it is amazing. I got the chills when you told me that. And it's interesting because I started out my, so when I moved from speech therapy into, I started doing intuitive readings on the side and what i found happened for me and again this was when i was still like carrying some shame around what i was doing because again i think there was just old fears and old whatever i didn't know anyone else who was doing this except people you know that i knew of who went to psychics but my thing is like i started out because what ended up happening was a lot of people who came to me would go hey i think i can do what you do can you teach me how hmm. and so i started out in teaching intuitive development And teaching people how to access the field, and I personally believe anybody can connect with the quantum field. Like anybody can connect with their intuition. It's just a matter of asking the question of how does it come through for me. And just like you said, when we change our state, we lower our brainwave state. So if we are in meditation, honestly, if you're on the toilet and you're not on your phone and you're zened out and you're having a moment where your breath is slowed down, or you're in the shower or whatever you're more receptive to the information and energy that's being held in the field around you. So if it's your grandparent who crossed over or your parent who crossed over, or it's being in deep connection, you know, we've all had those moments where we've thought of somebody and then they've called us, you know, 10 minutes later or an hour later or whatever. These little like synchronistic moments that we all have access to it. I just think we haven't been taught how to access it or how, unless you pursue learning that knowledge.
0: Yeah. I think a lot I, of people would think, well, I need to be gifted and special to yeah. access that. And even still, I carry that with myself because I I've been definitely over the last couple of years having way more intuitive hits. I think it's the trusting of it and, mm-hmm. and not downplaying it, especially when I'm working with clients. I have found that it's happening more and more lately where something's getting turned on and within me that I want to share something with a client. That's that feels very intuitive about what's happening and what for them. But I feel almost there's this boundary of what we've been taught, especially as practitioners in more in the more science-based practice of, so my background's in nutrition and holistic health coaching. And there's a lot of boundaries there, which is don't in, don't impose yourself on someone. Don't, uh, you know, um, project onto somebody. So it's like making sure that you're not putting your own agenda or ideas onto somebody else. But at the same point, sometimes it it doesn't feel like it's coming from me. You know, it's something yeah. is, else is happening. That is a message that needs to be delivered to this person. So it's, uh, it's some, something that I'm getting used to myself because I feel I hold myself back a lot and I don't do it. I'm like, just, not quite ready yet so i've just been dipping my toes in the water with that cuz it does it feels even for me having the the woo cast you know i'm not i'm very very grounded in science still and what we can see yeah. touch feel and know to be quote unquote
1: true you know yes totally and i again i think that this is where i started like this is where i started in 2013 2014 was in that space of okay, I've had this strange experience. There were multiple experiences with people had crossed over. Like, is this actually real? Is this okay? Is it not? Am I imposing what I believe in this moment on somebody else? Or is this something that's really coming through? And so for me, when I started teaching people and training people on how to connect with their intuitive gifts, like it's not hard. And you're usually not making, I mean, I, again, within reason, like we have to understand there's multiple places where we can get our sources of information. So I could be sitting across from you. And this is where I love human design and the map of human design that comes in because human design, and we, I'm sure we'll get into it in a little bit of exactly what it is. But what it does is it shows you these centers that are either colored in or they're white and where they're white, we're picking up on information kind of like from my body to your body. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. if I'm sitting across from you, like for you in particular, um, you know, there's there's a couple, there's different places we can look at the sensitivity that's coming in. We might be able to really tune into somebody's like a, how they're using their life force energy and you know what's going on in the physical body. But then there's also connection with people who have crossed over, you know, and they live within their energies housed within a different plane of existence. So are we connecting with something within a different realm or a different plane, which we can access? Through the field, we can access through simple meditation, through inquiry, through asking questions. Um, Are we connecting with source energy? Are we connecting with spirit guides? Like, what are we connecting with? And just like with anything, once we have a map, we know how to get there again. So, once we have a map to understand how to get to, you know, Austin, Texas from Colorado. It's like the more you drive that route, the more you study the map, the more you tune into it, you can get there essentially almost with your eyes closed. And it's the same thing, I think, with understanding energy and the different dimensions. Once we draw a map and make it understandable and we can take that science base, that more logical based thinking and apply it to spirituality and energy, we start to see it becomes a lot easier than we think. It is. Yeah.
0: We're going to get into human design, but I have one inquiry for you around this that something that I think about quite often when it comes to this concept of that energy doesn't die. Right. So that would point to, hey, everybody, we're immortal. Hey, this this is great. (laughs) We don't die. But (laughs) but our personality doesn't necessarily go from lifetime to lifetime. If we were to just try this on for a moment that we all believe in, in, in reincarnation, right? So let's say that there is, that there's reincarnation and that our soul, our energy is being incarnated into different lifetimes and we are a different person in those lifetimes. So you might be Jess in this lifetime and I'm Juliet, but perhaps in another lifetime, I go to be Paul, you know, and I live in China. <laughs> so in that case, when we're communicating with loved ones that have uh parted from us and have gone to the other side, if there's in, if there's reincarnation, how is it that they their personality is still existing if you're going to try to connect with them but they just hang out forever, or what about this reincarnation thing where their their energy and their soul goes into a whole nother? body and personality
1: you know what's so funny this has been coming up all week and i have been resisting it times a million like reincarnation in past lives don't ask me why but every time it's but i know i need to look into it because Mm -hmm. i don't know the i don't fully know the answer to that yeah just things i ponder yeah And I think it's funny because I I often ask this question of like, what's the importance of knowing about past lives and what's the importance of knowing about um, reincarnation and the soul, whatever it is, it's, it's really interesting to me because I, I don't fully know the answer, but what I do know is that there are times when souls fully trans and it's not something I've studied. I've studied more of the, how do we connect, but not necessarily like the, what, exactly happens. But I do know that, you know, there are times when souls cross over and they're not as clear coming in like that. It's harder to connect with the soul because of whatever they, expect. if they had a lower vibration or a lower density, when they were on this plane and had a lot of trauma and these kinds of things, it's typically in my experience, a little bit harder to connect with them when they've crossed over versus somebody who had a really Bright, well developed heart, uh, you know that crossed over were super expansive. So I don't know. I think it's a great question, and I know I need to go and look into it a little bit more. And we could,
0: and and one of the answers could be, and this is just hypothetical, that because time does not exist and everything is happening all at once, that all things could exist, that there could be this soul kind of personality that you can tap into from someone who's crossed over, but they're also, their energy can also at the same time have reincarnated. I don't know. These are totally. these are the mysteries of the universe. And this is, you know, I've, I've just been accepting more and more that we aren't supposed to know. And they're, they're fun questions to ponder, but they can't keep you up at night because you've got this life to live. And there's so much beauty right here in front of us that again, totally. to try to control what the outcome is going to be, to know the, the keys to the universe is just, you know, we've been trying to do this for hundreds of thousands of years. So <laughs> I don't, totally. it's just
1: wild. And I think that's why for me too, like, I don't, I'm like, okay, this is my experience. This is what I've learned about. This is like where my inquiry has gone. And I don't know, like it's, it's okay. Like you said, it's okay to not know. And it's okay. You know, like it, I often wonder a thought that I've had is like, so when I'm in a moment where I know intuitively something's like not a good idea, is it my, because time doesn't exist, is it my future self telling my current self that it's not a good idea because my future self has already experienced that reality in the future of doing that thing with that person and realizing it wasn't a good idea? Like, what exactly is it if everything is all happening all at one time? Yeah. And if
0: there are infinite timelines, right, that you can yeah. experience. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into human design <laughs> because we can talk about this. All of it. Yeah. All yeah. of it. And I do yeah. think about it quite often just as I'm taking walks. I'm like, well, you know, it's so funny, but Totally. So you use human design a lot with entrepreneurs and to help people in their business. And I find this really incredible taking this approach and using human design to support a more flow state for somebody and then get them to be able to achieve and accomplish things in a way that where you're not kind of hitting a wall, which a lot of people experience when they're trying to do things in a certain way. And I know you've mentioned that there are a lot of toxic business coaching in the world, which I've just, I've never worked with a business coach myself. And I just see so much of it online. And it just seems like such bullshit to me for, and it's like, follow this process, follow my way. Right. Because maybe that way did work for them because perhaps they were in their flow and they had all this success. And they were like, you know what, I'm going to create a structure and monetize this. And then I have had The experience with a lot of my friends who have done these business coaching uh, containers and have tried this stuff, and then they haven't had the success and the results that they were not promised, but they were led to believe was going to be the outcome. And so um, I would love to hear, first off, a little uh, tutorial on human design for people because it's been a long time since we have talked about it on the show. So just like kind of what is human design and then getting into how can we use this to support ourselves when it comes to our careers
1: or our personal lives? Yeah, absolutely. So first I'll say, I don't love the term toxic when referring to things, because I feel like most people have like some level of good intention. And it's like, what is the quote? Like all all roads paved to hell are like paved with good intention mm-hmm. or something like that. And so. I believe in exactly what you said and I love how you said it because I haven't heard a lot of other people talk about it, which is a lot of people I think have found their success code and then they've packaged it up and they've sold it to other people instead of realizing this is my success code. I'm going to keep going with it. And maybe, you know, like just as an example, and then I'll go into what human design is. But let's say, for example, we have a coach who was a generator and I'll get into what that means in a moment who is a great, amazing at being a builder. And so they went out and they realized that they could market the hell out of Facebook ads and do an amazing job at it. Then they're like, Oh, let me become the teacher and teach other people how to do this. Instead of going, I am a damn good Facebook ad marketing person. I'm going to take this and I'm going to go support other people in their businesses by building Facebook funnels or ads or whatever for them. So I think we, I think we saw a lot of people discover their success model and then package it up and go like, let me sell this kind of like a dieting pill, like a weight loss pill to other people. So, um, again, good intentions, I think for a lot of people, but not well executed. So I don't really consider myself a business coach, to be honest with you, because I really believe in helping people get really aligned in their business and then take action in alignment with that. So I'm very good at helping people like understand themselves, gain clarity, and then go out and take action in alignment with what's true for them, really trusting their intuition. So when we look at human design, human design is a system that was kind of ushered in and called in, uh, downloaded, if you will, um, back in 1986 and what human design? by a, a man named, he goes by Ra Uruhu and What human design does is it pulls together the Chinese I Ching, the Judaic Kabbalah, quantum physics, chakra system, um, and astrology. And it puts together essentially like a a user manual of who you are and how your energy works. I love how this one dude,
0: it's like, you know, casual, just downloaded the Kabbalah, the I Ching, I'm like, what?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) It's a very interesting story to listen to at some point. It's very intense how it came through for him. Like, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't download this, but thank you for allowing us all to teach it. Because what whatever you went through in in Ibiza is like insane. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. I'll have to, yeah. I've never heard the full story, so I'll have to check that out. Yeah. It's up on YouTube somewhere, okay. but it's pretty wild. Okay. So <laughs> Um, a little crazy too. So if you're a little like, this is a really woo woo, you might not want to check it out how it came through, but, um, so yeah, just pulls together a bunch of information and it really looks at your map and how your energy works. So what we can do is we can take this information and instead of having these sort of like one size fits all success codes in business and life and relationship, which I just feel like that's all that was available to us in the past. Even thinking about dating and relating. It's like we taught people to women should be pursued by man. It's like, well, I would love to see those two people's human design types because they're probably very different than, you know, somebody else's and they gain success and then they market it. So um, basically it gives you the user manual for yourself and you can take that and apply that across all areas of your life.
0: And there are how many types? There's the, I'm going to, I'm going to see, let's quiz me here, Jess. Manifester. Yeah. Manifesting generator. Yeah. Generators. Yeah. Projectors mm-hmm. and reflectors.
1: Woohoo. Five out of five. You All did right.
0: it. Yeah. I mean, I'm Mm-mm. very fascinated by it, but I just haven't done too much of a deep dive into it. Uh, I've had a reading by someone and when you have one reading, I find that sometimes it is a little bit in, in one ear out the other, unless you really keep pursuing it. So it's like, Oh, great. Thank you for teaching. I I learned a few things that actually did make a lot of sense, but I haven't done much more research into it. So if, I don't know if you want to share how these different types kind of show up for people. Um, I'll let the floor kind of be yours with how you would love to share with people in this work that you do.
1: Absolutely. So the idea with each of the types is you can think of them like archetypes. So just like you'd say, okay, I'm an Aries or I'm a Taurus or I'm a Scorpio. Each one of those words is an archetype that has a set of characteristics that go along with it. So for example, um, you know, you think of an Aries or like they're fiery, they're independent. They like maybe are a little impulsive. Same thing with the types in human design. Within that, there's a lot of nuance. So if we look at, again, if anybody's familiar with astrology, I know it's a lot more popular. You know, you're like, okay, well, you've got this placement in this house or your moon is here. So not all Aries are going to be created exactly equal depending upon the composite of their design. Human design is the same thing. So we have these five archetypes. The first one is the manifester. And Each type has what's called a strategy. And so this is kind of how they show up and how they create in the world. So when we look at manifestors, manifestors carry the energy of a little bit of the just do it energy. Manifestors are here to be innovators. They're here to get things started. They're here to get the ball rolling. Oftentimes, manifestors have what's called a creative urge, which means that they have this idea that comes through them like an urge, often out of nowhere, that They feel like they have to pursue and they have to create. So manifestors are more of when we think even about the business culture that we hear people talking about today, where it's like, okay, well, just go out and make things happen. That's more of a manifestor strategy as opposed to the other types. And manifestors make up about 9% of the population. So there are innovators, they get things started. I like to think of them as the quarterback not that I'm big into football, but they, they, you know, they throw the ball for the other types to catch. Does that resonate for you? Do you find yourself to be like um, somebody who gets things started? Oh yeah. Yeah. So for
0: everyone listening, I'm a, I am am a manifester. And that's where it was really a lot of clarity for me because I'm not someone who loves the generating aspect of my creativity. Yep. So I may have an idea come out of nowhere, which is exactly how this podcast got started. It was Hours later, I recorded the first episode and got it out and was like, now I have a podcast. It wasn't even something i had thought about a week prior. It was instant urge, get off the couch and go start the WooCast. I made the logo that night and I wouldn't have been able to do it, though. I could have had that idea and literally never actually had it come to fruition if I didn't have a husband who's a manifesting generator who was like, hey, babe, got you. I'm going to help you. Let's get on the computer. Let's get you set up with this podcast. And he generated everything it took for the podcast to become a podcast. And so actually, we have such a gorgeous relationship, the two of us, him being the manifesting generator, which I'm sure you could talk about a little bit more and me being a manifester, because when we work together, it's just a synergy that is really magical because i can and and he doesn't get upset with me about it i can sit on the couch after i've had this idea and give him here do this do that do that like delegate and i can go sit on the couch and like relax while he yes. goes in the other room and like edits the podcast or does something and but there's no resentment in that relationship of like oh i can't
1: believe you're making me do all of this which is really nice yes <laughs> totally so that's the exact thing like manifestors get the ball rolling but then they're not necessarily the one who's going to build and fill in all of the details. And I have that same challenge of like, it is a challenge. Jess, I will say it sucks. Actually. It's something that
0: I feel like is slightly like a handicap for me.
1: Totally. Unless, and this is what I think the big thing is for manifestors. It's really important to get the right support around you so that you can bring whatever the thing is that you want to create into fruition Because I'll tell you what my podcast used to be, I was doing it all on my own. So I would only create things when I had the creative urge and I knew it was going to run out. So I would record like three podcasts, put them out in a week, and then I'd be like, okay, then nothing for like two or three weeks, a month, whatever. And so it looks like I was unreliable, but I was like, this is how my energy works. It's the burst, it's the creative urge. And it, oftentimes, manifestors will get a lot done in a very short period of time. And then they're like, okay, I'm pooped. And then they're in a rest cycle. and then which you is don't like, know when
0: it's gonna come back, which is a little bit like sucky. Because it's yeah. not one of those things that you can predict. Like, oh, I'll, in, I'll just need a day or two of rest and then I'll get creativity again. It's like, like you said, it really does come out of the ether. It's like all of a sudden you feel, which- I guess in a sense, you can look at the positive of that, which is there's going to be another cycle at some point of really creative energy. So just know that it, it comes and it goes and it flows. And
1: then that's the that's the rhythm of it. Exactly. And with that, this is why all of the types are designed to work together, because I think I hired a virtual assistant who helps me now. And I'm like, OK, here's all the things. It's all going to go into our task list. And then she's like, amazing. Thank you for initiating me. Now I'm going to go and build all of this stuff that you just creatively brought through. So when we look at the other types, so it's exactly like you said, a manifesting generator and generators, they call like a manifesting generator an express builder. So I like to think of like a manifesting generator as a manifester and a generator. So they're like a manifester with like a little like a motor on their booty that like gets them going and creating. So manifesting generators will often get creative urges as well, or they'll get ideas that come through. And then their job is to maybe say what the urge is or say what the idea is, whatever it is that's lighting them up. And then they wait for something to respond to in order to start creating. Okay. So a manifesting generator, as an example, my friend, Alex, she will, she got a really great idea. She's a speaker coach. She got a really great idea for, um, a program she wanted to create and she saw somebody else had created something similar and she it lit her up. She got excited. The idea came through. She informed everybody, told people, and then she started seeing what showed up for her to respond to. So she could start building manifesting generators tend to be multi-passionate people. So if we take that old ideology, that's like stick to one thing forever. And like, you should be like, pick the thing and go with it. Then what we're doing is cutting manifesting generators off from their creativity. Cause they like to be able to pivot and move and have their hands in multiple different places. So they are again, express builders because they move very fast. Oftentimes the manifesting generators end up skipping steps because they're like, once they're lit up they're they're go, 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 create, create, create. Um, and then they often need breaks as well. It's just different than the manifester who's like the whole burst is here, but I don't really have the energy to finish creating it. So manifesting generators, like, and this is how we can apply this to business is like as a manifester, you are here to follow your creative urges and go bring them out into the world. So instead of going like, well, so-and-so did this, or this is somebody else's recipe for success. For you, it's no, what urge is coming through me? What wants to be created? Now I'm going to go put it out in the world. Manifesting generators. What ideas are lighting you up? What's making your body excited? How does that feel for you? Inform people of it and see what shows up to respond to. So you know what to build.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. And then there are nuances, like you said, in that these are archetypes. But then yep. each, even though you're a manifester and I'm a manifester, we are different in that's a whole nother, that's where I kind of got a little like, whoa, this is a lot more than I thought it was similar to astrology. There's a lot of these nuances and looking at your, your houses and where things lie and all of that. So instead of it just being like, what's your, you know, moon rising and your sun sign, like there's a lot more to it. (laughs) Like
1: a million and a half different things. Totally. But I think this is a great overview of the, of
0: kind of the general how you are driven to in your work style, because I do think I do find that this is very
1: accurate, what you're describing in terms of these archetypes. And that's why I think a lot of this sort of like business success in a box doesn't work for people. And that whole like this is what abundance and success is supposed to look like. I'll share about that later. But it's like if we're telling manifestors that they have to go out and talk to people and find out what people want and they're then ignoring their creative urge and then they're getting exhausted. Like, how is that going to work for them? They're not going to be in their creative flow, not creating prosperity and abundance in the way that they want to. Um, When we look at generators, generator types are called classic builders. And so generator types um, are here to do work that they're lit up by and When we look at manifestors, as we said, like their energy kind of waxes and wanes or comes in bursts. So it's very important to have rest cycles. Whereas generators and manifesting generators, they tend to wake up in the morning with a full tank of gas ready to go unless they're in functional burnout. Like there's always little nuances here. It's like you've been overworking yourself or you're not taking care of yourself. You're not taking care of your body. That's going to affect how this is, how your energy works as well. Sure. And I'll say one other thing too, trauma
0: response to how you interact in life will affect this too because yes I for many years was not acting like a manifester I was actually really doing a lot of generating and part of that was coming from a trauma response from my childhood of needing to show up in a certain way and make things happen and and go 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 and do 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 and it was kind of misaligned with my natural energy it was hard to trust that and to be okay With that, I need these restful periods and to not be doing and especially and not only trauma response from whatever you went through when you're younger, but the trauma response I think we have to our society and what we've been taught. We're all like you said, we're all supposed to do this a certain way. Right. And so when we're talking about these different archetypes, that's saying that, no, there are different ways for different people that actually will create so much more synergy And we'll just create more in the world for the better. (laughs) People will be happier.
1: (laughs) Yes, a million percent. And we talk about conditioning with human design as well, because with human design, it's like each and every single one of us is conditioned. You know, I was conditioned to be the most productive person in my family, but it's because I was raised around two manifesting generators and a generator. So I was just emulating what I was seeing and then burning out every six weeks and getting sick. So this, I think it's really important. We're coming into a massive time. That's all about differentiation. So I think if we can use human design as a map to go, it's an experiment. That's all it is. It's an experiment play with it. Okay. Maybe I seem like the most productive person and I pride myself on it, but what if I am a manifestor and what if I allow myself to actually take more breaks when I notice I need it? So, and not hop myself up on coffee or whatever it may be to keep going, which was my coping mechanism. Um, but, you know, we look at generators, for example, and generators function very differently than manifesting generators and generators uh, and manifestors. When we look at a generator, they're here to do work that they're lit up by, but manifestors or generators work in response. So, Instead of a generator going, hey, I'm just going to go do it. I've got this idea. I'm just going to go make it happen. Generators may have amazing ideas or things they're inspired by or intentions. And what they're here to do is actually pay attention to the world around them and see what shows up for them to respond to. So, as an example, um, I'll give you an example. I had a client who was um, doing coaching. And she was everybody's like doesn't know what to call themselves. So they call themselves a coach. But like she does a lot of work with women in transition around their 40s. She would get these great ideas and she would try to go initiate them. And yet what she found was that she started actually talking to people and talking to people who were like her ideal client. And realizing that their needs were like, we don't want group programs. Like we're having a hard time admitting to ourselves how we're feeling. We aren't going to admit to somebody else how we're feeling. So her trying to like initiate like, oh, I'm excited by the idea of a group program. She actually needed to go out and talk to people and listen to what they were saying and respond to what their needs are because she's had a lot more success in that way. So generators, they do build and they can build beautiful and amazing things in response to what the needs are of the people that are around them. They'll experience a lot less resistance and a lot more flow in that way. Projectors are our guides. So oftentimes projectors are really amazing at seeing things that other people cannot see. So they are also what's called like a non-energy type, if you will, which means they don't have that sacral, wake up in the morning, do the work you love, crash at the end of the night energy. They are here to guide us. They can see things that other people can't see. And so, and what I mean by that is they're like, man, I can see how Larry and Tom are like both off doing their thing. But if they actually came together, they'd work much better together. And, you know, I see Jan's potential. So projectors need to be invited in and recognized to share their wisdom and guide people. They will experience a lot less resistance when people go like, hey, so-and-so, I really value your opinion. What do you think about this? Or they're talking about what they love and somebody recognizes them and is like, wow, that's a really good idea. Like we should try implementing that. So projectors here to guide um, other people here to be invited in and need to make sure that they're being seen as well as so presenting themselves as they are doing what they love and also doing really good self-care. Like it's especially important for projectors to take care of themselves. and their energy, because once they're called in and recognized, they often get busy with it and they get to work and they're guiding and kind of acting a little bit more like a generator, I would say, because they're very lit up by what they're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Would you say that that type tends to be a very a highly sensitive person? Yes. Because that's what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple of really close friends that are both projectors. And one of the things that I noticed with both of them is they're really sensitive to energy around them. And they tend to burn themselves out being unaware of that sensitivity. And they act as a, like a generator once they've been invited in to share their wisdom. And when they they neglect self care, they tend to be, become resentful and upset and, <laughs> and then retreat. And then it's like, ah, this burnout happens. Yes. So that's interesting. Good to know that. I, that's what I sort of saw. And I only had two friends that were projectors and I'm like, they're, both very interesting. They're different than, than other, than my friends who are like manifestors or generators. Totally.
1: And you're exactly right. They are one of the most sensitive energy types and they are, you know, they are the new earth guides, the new earth guides who go, Oh, I see everybody. And I lead them from behind, you know, which is a lot (laughs) to take on for someone to be
0: able to see all that and pick up on that. And to, to have, have To not know, though, that you're here to guide, to not know that about yourself could be very confusing. And you could just feel like totally. you're just picking up on all of the world's
1: crazy shit that's happening. Yes. Oh, and I think projectors a lot of the times will say like, man, I'm so tired. And I think yes. it often has to do with the fact that they're actually constantly managing energy and they don't often realize that they are. That's what I. they don't know that they're doing, that that's happening yeah. to them. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna lead my these two friends who really don't know much about there and be like, just this will make you feel so much better. <laughs>
1: just listen to, and I, to this. And if I had to tell both of them, if you're listening to this now, what I would tell you too is like, don't waste time and energy on people who don't see you for who you are, because I there's a very special relationship between manifestors and projectors because I think manifestors are like they're often initiating and projectors are often waiting for invitations so it's like at least for me I love inviting projectors that I can really see for who they truly are Um, but it's like my best friend growing up like her fam she was so good at like you know creating events and like bringing family gatherings together and literally guiding everyone And like her family didn't see her for that gift. And then she resented them and she kept trying harder and harder. And so it's like, as a projector, spend your time focusing on the people who see you and recognize you because we need your gifts.
0: 100%, absolutely. Yeah, that's really important.
1: Get out if you're not experiencing
0: that. exactly it's this is your this is your permission to walk
1: away yes. if you're and just like around focus that. in are you exhausted? do mm-hmm. you need to rest? are you giving yourself space to rest as a projector and also are you doing your healing work? I think that's important for everybody, but are we healing those traumas you know for ourselves and and healing our nervous system and all that um, and then we have our reflectors, and so when we look at reflectors reflectors um and actually there's a human design business course and they call them the evaluators. And so oftentimes reflectors have this innate ability also to be able to sort of see beneath the surface with people. So I lived with a reflector and I'd walk into the room, I'd be doing all what I'm doing. And he's like, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. He's like, are you sure? And then all of a sudden I'd be like, wait, no, I'm not good. You know, like, oh gosh, reflectors (laughs) have this innate ability. They're their whole chart is what's called open. The whole thing is white. Wow. Um, all the centers are white. So it's like they have this deeper insight into what people are feeling and experiencing beneath the surface because their energy is also extremely sensitive. So if you're a reflector, it's most important for you to have like a home base that feels really good with the people around you who feel really good, like your environment has to feel great. Because your job really is to help us see beneath the surface and help us see what's not working, how we're doing. Um, so they can bring a really great gift to any organization as well. And also can be challenging too. and if you're stuck in family, this, you know, dysfunction or whatever it may be. So um, they're meant to move a little bit more slowly through life and really consider and feel into their options before they make a decision on anything. Um, but yeah, when they're in the right environment with the right people that feels good, there's nothing that could stop them. It sounds so. like a shaman being born a reflector.
0: Yes, definitely. You know, working with someone and taking your time and not doing things in a specific linear fashion and just really getting underneath the surface with somebody to help them with a the healing. I'd be totally. curious if, you know, if we looked at different healers and, or shamans, if they were reflectors, any of them. Totally. That's cool. Totally. I love it.
1: Yeah. There's so many layers of like where we can go with human design. I'd actually love to ask you a couple of questions if you're open to it about yourself. Sure. Yeah. I'm wide open. Do you mind if I interview you on your own (laughs) podcast? Go for it. So I'm curious for you if you find that um, intuitively, do you have just a lot of knowingness that comes through for you where you just know something, you don't totally know how you know it, you just know? Yeah, all the time, specifically with like medical intuition, like yeah. people's bodies. Yep. The reason I ask you that and this is where the nuance starts to come in. So you're you're um you're a manifester and I'm a manifester and yet our charts are very different, like almost polar opposites from each other. So you have um two centers in your chart that are colored in, which is called defined which means you have very consistent energy in this area. Um, one of those two centers in the way that they function, it's actually um, about like you get these maybe big, beautiful downloads that come through or like these really big ideas that come through. Um, sometimes they're for you, sometimes they're for other people. And so you're actually here to have a very inspiring effect on other people but also your, your mind might think in a bit more of like a logical way. So that scientific approach to spirituality, or you might find that like you can naturally pretty easily structure things. So let's say the creative urge comes through for the podcast. You're like, okay, we need to get a logo. We need to do this. We need to do these 10 things. Doesn't mean you're actually going to do it, but your mind might more naturally think in steps and logic. Sure, does that resonate for you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, we also
0: bring it back to astrology, like I am a sun sign Virgo. So yeah. there you know, there that's part that it all comes together. and that but then I'm moon and rising Scorpio. So there's a really deep like level of like going beneath the surface into the darkness to you know, to really have transformation um, and help other people take darkness and bring it to light and within my own kind of out there's my own kind of alchemizing my own pain and suffering that I've been through when I was a child into seeing like how much light that can actually bring forth. So, um, but yeah, all of that is very spot on.
1: Totally. And then my other question, there's something, uh, and again, like this is going to be different for everybody, but just even in looking at again, like two manifestors, nuanced charts, um, you have what's called the one, three profile which means that you're likely somebody like the role you're here to play is that you're somebody here who's going to want to go deep on what you're learning. Also very Scorpio, I feel like, but you might really enjoy going deep and learning a lot about a certain topic or subject, and then you need to experiment and play with it and try, try it out. So like you are somebody who is a naturally kind of function as a researcher experimenter, and then you come out and then you share with us from your experiences what you've learned like on the WooCast as an example, um, so that we can actually have a sense of safety and security exploring that topic because you've already done it.
0: Yeah. Does that resonate? Two huge examples with that. I went to, when I went to nutrition school, I was experimenting like crazy with different ways of eating for like (laughs) probably mm-hmm. way longer than I should have. Let, let's just say a good six years of trying veganism, raw food, you know, paleo, macrobiotics, uh, like all the different dietary theories that are out there from different cultures that are saying like, this is the way, right, that you're going to have the most energy and feel the best and be um, and optimize your biology. So I spent so much time experimenting after a deep dive learning in, in all the dietary theories and learning about the science of nutrition and that was a way that I only felt comfortable being able to to be in that practice with people like it's not enough for me to read something I have to actually experience the thing and then with this all my the healing endeavors that I've been involved in and taking things more into the psychology even with the psychology of eating it came through my own experience of going through my, working with a coach when I had eating issues and I had body image issues. And then that, then I went to school for that. Again, I'm like, I need to go learn and learn the theories around this and how to help people. But first I have to experience what it's like and do it all on myself. Because it's, an, it's one thing to know something by reading it, but I, but that's not enough for me. I actually have to know it inside my body to know what it feels like to feel confident to express it and try to support somebody else with these different theories, I have to actually know what it feels like in my system, which has been a little bit to my detriment because I have a lot of knowledge about things, but I don't necessarily feel comfortable sharing that knowledge with people because not all of that I've actually had experience with myself. So until I experience mm-hmm. it, I don't really even share it with people. So that's really wild that you bring that
1: up. And what a freaking one, three profile thing to say, because a lot of the time people in that one, three profile feel that same way of like, I have to experiment with it. And this is where the one and the three come together. It's not enough to know I have to be able to experiment with it as well. However, like, so this is where we start to take this to business knowledge, right? The role we want you to play, there's so many roles, but like on a grander level, Is that researcher experimenter? So maybe you don't actually have an experience of, I don't know, veganism, let's say. However, you have started a podcast where you can bring people on who can go deep, who have experimented with that. And this is where I think when we look at like business success codes of one size fits all, the idea of, Well, we need you to be that natural experimenter and that natural researcher, because when you do that, you lay a foundation of safety and security for all of us to go and try those things in this new era of business. We don't need solutions the way that we we needed them in the past. We need these new leaders like these conscious new leaders who are in alignment with their energy and being true to themselves, because let's say, for example, you know, back in the day we, somebody said to you based on their beliefs, like, well, you shouldn't go back to school for that. And you're like, no, but I know in my bones, I need to. And they're like, well, it's going to cost you too much. You're going to have student loans. You're going to have this, you're going to have that. It's like, well, that experience is leading you to the prosperity in your business now, because you can take that wisdom and that experience and you can teach it to us. And so this is where we can actually start to take these things and use them in our businesses. So, for example, as a one three and a manifester, you're here to get us started. So, can you take that energy of the one three and build that into your content and start to do, I don't know, as an example, infographics that lay a level of safety and security around what veganism is? You know, like here's the three facts that you need to know. And then you get to share your own story and get to be that storyteller. Here's what happened when I tried it. Now you go out and experiment. So, you know, and then I look at myself, like my profile is called a four, six profile. So it's all about community for me and the connections that I already have. And then the sixth line is all about gaining wisdom. And so it might be the wisdom gained from experience, or um, it's also all about authenticity and coming into your authenticity. So the way I shape my podcast is I actually interview people that are kind of in my inner circle. And we talk about the wisdom that we've gained through business and through using human design and business. And when we do that, we start to really genuinely call the right people towards us because they're in resonance with, with who we are and like what our energy is about. So then it no longer becomes about the idea that business needs to be about using psychology and people's trauma against them to advertise to them to get them to buy the thing or to get them to have the life they feel like they never lived because they grew up in poverty. And now they see that they can have a six figure business and live in Bali. What you're actually doing is you're showing up as yourself in your wisdom and people are naturally starting to become attracted to that. And obviously we have to allow ourselves to be seen. We have to work through our stuff. There's a lot that goes into it, but it starts to give us a blueprint and framework to go like, no, Juliet, you need to like, go and explore and please come back and tell us, share your experience. Oh, you want to get on a stage and tell people or you know, even the fact that you, have, um, you do retreats, like that is th- very third line. Give somebody an experience of something where they get to go deep within themselves. So I think this is where we can start to kind of call BS on like the abundance codes and all these things that tell us how we're supposed to manifest a life of abundance that's maybe based upon old trauma, old triggers, old, you know, inadequacies, maybe feeling like we're supposed to be a certain way, and we start to bring it back home to self. And when we do that, what we experience from a human design perspective is our signature theme, which is as a manifester, a deep sense of peace inside of our bodies. Like, oh, I am so at peace with myself, I'm at peace with my business, I'm at peace with the world. As a generator type, um, or manifesting generate deep sense of satisfaction. Like your work feels so satisfying. We're not trying to, you know, chase an adrenaline rush all the time. You know, projectors, we look at this sense of deep success. Like they feel successful. People saw them and recognized them and they guided the right people and they feel successful. And then reflectors feel this sense of surprise and delight. And so we start to turn business and life become this one Beautiful flowing river together, where it's like we don't have to go to work and hate what we do or create a business that has this, like, essentially is like a drug front where we see like one thing on the front, you know, on the screen. Everybody's seeing this business that or life that looks one way, but we're stressed out and burned out and scared and struggling financially or whatever it may be. So That's my soapbox, but I think this is how we can start to really create business in a way that's deeply authentic and deeply aligned. And that's why I don't consider myself a business coach, because I feel like I am someone who is here as a manifester to get people started, to get them initiated, to help them deeply connect to and awaken to who they are and start to take action from that place.
0: Get up on that soapbox, girl, (laughs) (laughs) because it's it's definitely it's. It's your genius. And I'm so grateful that I was able to experience just you sharing all of this. And I know the listeners uh, are as well. I just received so much just through learning about these different types on a deeper level of how when we show up from this authenticity of how we're meant to work in this world and be then things will flow a lot more naturally and then we're not again going back to hitting the wall and i know i've been there so many times trying to be something that's not natural Mm -hmm. for me and then beating myself up saying why can't i be like x y and z like it seems they're just fine they can they're generating they're doing it and then i'm over here Ah. like I just want to go lay out by the pool for an hour, (laughs) you know, but (laughs) I'll tell you when you realize these things about yourself and you start, you do start acting from that place where it's the most authentic, then that when you said that sense of peace for manifestors, that's exactly what it is. Because before um, when I would go lay out by the pool, I would feel a sense of guilt. And now there's more, way more of a sense of peace because this is where i'm supposed to be right now this is natural this is important this is how i gather more resources i go you know to nature and just rest i just let myself have sun on my skin and that feels like a peaceful place and it doesn't last forever that's just part of the roller coaster of rest rest and digest and yeah. then go <laughs> and then yeah. give it all. Uh, it's really, really awesome that you're taking this and in t- in supporting people in their, in their business with this. But it goes so much more beyond business. And I know that people ha- get that with you when they're working with you and that they're like, well, th- I can apply this to relationships, the relationship I have with myself, my environment, just my whole, you know, whatever I'm trying to manifest in my life. So it's a beautiful thing. Totally. So where can people find you and how can they get more of you? Because if I were listening to this podcast, I'd be like, I'm going to get a <laughs> session with Jess because I need to know more about my type and how to live from that place. So um, yeah. I'm fired up. This is what happens <laughs> to me every time I have someone on the show. I'm like, I'm going to be your cl- I'm going to client now. I'm like, Juliet. <laughs> You don't need to have a hundred coaches, which I I don't, but it's like, because everyone I, you guys you. Are just, everyone I have is just so incredible. Like what you just shared. I mean, you're so authentic, Jess. Like, and I knew that I needed yeah. to meet you because of that. Like you are the real deal. You're not here to sell people on shit. I can tell that you really just want to help people. And this is, you know, you're living from that authentic place. It's just really
1: refreshing. Yeah. Well, I received that deeply. Thank you. It makes me a little teary eyed. I think that, you know, I experienced so much frustration. I built my business when I first started out in 20, like 14, 2015, like with a deck of tarot cards and a massage table going to different places, like building my little business for being a speech therapist during the week and like just creating an alignment with where my intuition was taking me. And I think even like listening to this podcast today, if I said something that doesn't resonate with you, trust yourself. Like if I said something and you're like, that doesn't feel right. Like I'm a generator, but I tend to feel like I can get things started. Your chart might have a lot of initiating energy in it. So really like, I think we have to trust ourselves. And even with human design, not give our power over to a system, which is like the same thing as, you know, Like I'm going to, you know, hand over power to somebody else. But when I started in the online world, I got really frustrated and like struggled a lot because I was like, why did this work in my community? But it's not working now. So I just want to encourage everybody to remember, like you hold the key inside of yourself. You know yourself, pay attention to your body and the wisdom that's inside of your body, because you know, when something's not resonant and, and that's where we need to start developing that deep trust. But take the pieces of this that resonate and leave what doesn't and get curious, too, about maybe there is more nuance to this. Maybe there's ways to go deeper. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Love Your Woo, or on my website, www.loveyourwoo.com. I'm also starting I have the Love Your Woo podcast, but I'm also starting a human design and dating podcast very soon, which I'm Ooh, excited about.
0: That's awesome. So we'll see. <laughs> so what do you think? Manifestors, manifestor, manifesting generators, good
1: match? I mean, I already I know. I think they're great. <laughs> like
0: we've I been think... together for we're we'll go, going on like 12 years. I think we're
1: doing <laughs> just you fine. <laughs> You're doing great. Yeah. But I found for me, like I, I'd be curious, we can talk at another time about this. Sure. But I'm like, dating world doesn't work for me the way that the dating books say it's supposed to. Like my most success in dating, like was when I'm like, I pick you, and like it's in initiated in dating, you know, so it's really coming from i'm I'm still currently single and in the dating pool, but it's like it's just coming from my own curiosity of wanting to debunk. What they say you're supposed to do in dating because it just hasn't worked. Well, for I me, love so. it. I'll
0: have you back on if you're willing to come on and talk about that. Yeah. You can talk about love and you know and human design versus business and human design. But thank yeah, you so that. much for coming on thank today. You. This was very illuminating, and I will link in the show notes to everywhere you can find and work with Jess. Definitely follow her on Instagram, and uh, I'll have her back on soon. Thanks, Jess.
1: Thank you.